When it comes to validation, most of the time we seek it from others. But where does self-validation fit in? This is part two of my three-part validation series where you'll discover exactly what you need to know about the important and often misunderstood topic of validation. Now, last week we looked at seeking validation from others. Today we're covering self-validation and next week we'll explore how you can validate others for a more connected human experience. Today in part two, I'll be answering the questions, what is self-validation? What are some of the common blocks to self-validation? And how do I know if my self-validation is fake? And what does genuine self-validation look like? Also, what's the link between self-validation and the health of your personality? Plus, I'll offer you four self-validation practices you can use to bring a deeper stability into your life. So stay with me. And let's dive into the validation series part two, self-validation. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. If you're looking to improve your life, to heal, to grow and mature as an individual, but maybe you found that some of the personal development and consciousness stuff has given you the impression that you need to be super serious and vigilant to get anywhere meaningful or feeling like maybe you're just not up to snuff. Well, this show is here to remind you of your humanity and in fact that that's where your true joy and brilliance lies. With over 25 years of experience in the transformation biz and having developed MPA, one of the world's simplest pressure-free approaches to growth and well-being, if I do say so myself, I'll be sharing tips, steps and insights that'll help you navigate all the aspects of life as a growth-seeking being. On this show, it comes to you with a good dose of humor, maybe a smattering of colorful language, a reminder not to take things so personally, and most importantly, to be kind to yourself along the way. Make sure you hit that follow button, and let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. I'm delighted that you're here. We are at episode number 121 which means you can find the show notes if you go to www.beabrillianthuman.com slash 121. And uh, this series, I'm enjoying this series. I hope you are too. If you watched or watched, if you you listened to, well, it is on YouTube. So I suppose um, watch is a word that is slightly credible, (laughs) but it's a podcast. If you listen to... Uh, last week's episode, then you know this series is sponsored by MPA Mastery. That's the MPA Certified Practitioner Training. Um, and so make sure you check out the details. The link, if you want to go and, and check that out, if you're checking back in, is www.thenpaacademy.com slash NPA Mastery. So check out all the details there. Um, also, uh, as well as going there, remember you can book a call if you want to chat through with me. At the time of this recording, the next intake is coming up on March 13th, 2022. Um, And uh, make sure you listen to the sexy ad I put in the middle of the show. Um, And if you're listening to this way in the future, then just check the website. You'll see the details of the next intake as it's an ongoing program that we do every year. And I'd love to see you there. Now, let's do a quick recap of what we covered last time. Last time we were talking about seeking validation from others. Um, And I do recommend if you haven't listened to that yet, why not pause this one, go back and listen to episode 121st. 
because one of the first things that I did in that was talk about what is validation and you know why it matters. We did the sort of groundwork for this whole series there. Um, and then we covered about the, the difference between validation and approval, which is one of those sort of confusion areas that I found when it comes to validation. We also looked at some of the myths around seeking validation. In a nutshell, uh, often you'll find people on you know, the various platforms, YouTubes and, and stuff saying that it's, it's intrinsically a bad thing and you should avoid all seeking validation from other people. I have a different perspective on that. And I made the point that the key discernment that you need to make is whether it's healthy or unhealthy seeking. And there are both kinds. And I went into some detail about what the difference is so you can know what to look out for. Now, today we're looking at self-validation. And similarly, I'm going to cover the cover the ground. We'll have a look at what I mean by self-validation. Um, also, I think it's important because self-validation, there are often blocks that come up to actually doing that. So we're going to poke around in that shadowy territory and also as i mentioned in the intro i see a lot of um how can i put it <laughs> encouragement to do fake self-validation i don't think that's a very good idea so i talk a little bit today about fake self-validation versus authentic self-validation and in my opinion you're better off with the authentic stuff um, also today, because I think self-validation is an important part of um, a healthy, mature personality. So we're going to have a look at um, why I'm off. I have that perspective, and how you can um, use that sort of to, to be clear on in terms of your own journey, really, your own personal journey. Which again, if you listen to the show regularly, you'll know that I believe in it in maturing the personality. I'm not about getting rid of the ego and all that stuff, becoming egoless. Good luck with that, in my opinion. <laughs> even the most enlightened people still have some, even if it's just a very, um, what, what would I say, veil-like uh, personality. We, we can't exist in this body without some form of um, personality. So um, having a good one, I reckon, is, or having a mature relationship to it, I think is the way to go. Um, and then um, finally, we're going to talk about four self-validation practices. Of course, I'd love to give you some ways you can go ahead and practice this as, as I'll be telling you in this show. Uh, I think it's a really good thing to do. So without further ado, let's dive into this show and talk about what is self-validation. Well, I do like to look up a bit of a dictionary definition. So the dictionary definition of self-validation is the feeling of having recognized, confirmed or established one's own worthiness or legitimacy. So in a sense, it's like. It's a feeling they're describing it as there, but in a way, I would say there are acts of self-validation that we're really pointing to today. How do you get there? I mean, let's be honest, for some people, they're born with it. <laughs> if you're listening to this show chances are you weren't <laughs> and it takes a bit of work a bit of overcoming stuff in order to get to the point where you you know you can genuinely recognize your own worthiness and and the things that you do are legitimate now as i said last time um there's a difference between approval and validation and self-validation just like validation from others it requires no approval at all Remember, validation is an act of empathy. So it's it's sort of 
literally self-validation is, is an act of understanding and si simply kind of witnessing your inner workings. So rather than sort of trying to approve certain behaviors, just going, oh, look, that's what's happening inside of me. So it's really an act of humility with the self. In fact, I would say that self-validation comes from the awareness of your own humanity and, and the acknowledgement. I think when we begin to acknowledge our humanity, which is at the very heart of this show, is like, um, yes, it's all, all good chasing enlightenment and all that stuff. But if it, if it comes with the sort of the, the whipping your own humanity, to me, that's counterproductive. So um, self-validation really at its heart is the humility of saying I'm human. And this is what's happening inside of me. And kind of that's okay. Um, and there's no need really for me to sort of strive to be more. And it, But it also includes having said that, you know, if what's happening in me is striving to be more, then I'm okay with that too. All of it is legitimate. My very being, my presence, my, um, my existence is valid, you know, is legitimate is real is again beyond approval or acceptance or being liked or uh, all of those things it's like just my existence itself that's kind of at the heart of self-validation but of course that's so easy and glib to say isn't it <laughs> but you know for a lot of people a lot of blocks can come up to get in the way of of getting to that place or expressing that to oneself um so again and the blocks that come up really is where again in last week's show i talked about unhealthy seeking versus healthy seeking a lot of the unhealthy seeking is, is spawned from this these blocks or this inability to self-validate because when you're not able to to see that or to um to acknowledge that it really is it's an act of self-abandonment, really. If you're not looking at yourself and going, here's my humanity and I'm okay with it, then there's a way you're abandoning who you are intrinsically because intrinsically you are human and flawed and, you know, all all the, and, and amazing, uh, all of those things because sometimes we don't even validate our, our genius, let alone our, <laughs> let alone our frailties. Um, but under it, I, I found that really underneath it is this sort of sponsoring thought that I talk a lot about, which is I don't matter. You know, if, if somewhere underneath it, there's this idea that you don't matter, your opinion of yourself doesn't count. This sort of um, this lack of self-validation It's like that. That's where it spawns from. And what you end up doing is, is subjugating your sense of self to others. Hence, that unhealthy seeking comes in. In a way, it's this sort of a refusal or inability to see yourself as you are. Now, refusal is an interesting word to come out there. It's really what I'm talking about there is it, it's weird how sometimes we have kind of a pride or a stubbornness um, or some kind of fear or unconscious sort of identity blindness. You know, it's just not who I am. <laughs> <laughs> which often is like it possibly is an inheritance from you know our upbringing you know it's the it's the nurture part of the nature nurture argument where somehow trained into us or we we take on the ideas from our upbringing that you know that's not who i am so you know if i'm a strong person that's my identity and i have pride in that 
then there'll be a refusal to acknowledge any sense of weakness. So we completely invalidate our, our weaknesses and our frailties because that, that pride, that identity stuck in the strong one is there. So these are the kind of things that really get in the way of genuine self-validation. So coming back to it, at its heart, self-validation requires the humility to recognize your humanity and the willingness to be empathetic and understanding to literally just see yourself for who you are. Now, one of the ways that this whole idea of being okay with yourself has got a bit twisted, at least that's my perspective on it, is often you're encouraged to engage in what I would call fake self-validation. All that stuff that says, yeah, I'm the bomb, you know, I'm the best. <laughs> it's it's got a sort of a pumped up kind of inflated flavor to it this is a very different thing to me this is not true self-validation you know that they're sort of affirmations and things where you're trying to sort of um force these images onto yourself of what you'd like to be it's kind of comes from that fake it till you make it and there are all sorts of subtle discernments that that I would encourage you to become aware of it, of aware of these subtle distinctions. Um, if you go back and listen to episode one one eight, I'll give you a more. You'll get a more full idea on on my take on affirmations like those. To me, it's it's the worst of the positive thinking. It is literally more about presenting an image and and actually about seeking approval. Um, in that unhealthy way or trying to appear as something you don't actually believe that you are. So, and, and unusually it requires some kind of agreement. So really what I'm saying is that that kind of pumped up sort of trying to, tr trying to act as if has nothing to do with authentic self-validation. So what's the authentic stuff? The authentic stuff, come, we're going to come back to the humility it's a humble acknowledgement of what's actually here. You know, it's not, this is what I'd like to be. It's like, what's actually here? Self-validation says, what is actually here? In all of its messiness, in all of its delightfulness, whatever it is. You know, whether it's your inner process, your struggles, your success, your greatness. You know, all of those are, are equally valid. So... I'd say watch out if you think you're self-validating, but actually it's got this kind of pump yourself up, wanting to be something that you're not. That is not self-validation. That's the fake stuff. And it's just going to put you into a, a downward spiral loop. It's going to build, you know, it's, it's we're going back to that biblical story of building, you know, castles in the sand, really. If you want to build castles in the rock, to stick with the biblical metaphor, um, it comes from just acknowledging humbly what's actually here. Now, when you get that, then self-validation can become sort of literally like the bedrock of a very stable personality because it doesn't require outside approval and it is what it is. So when we went going back to last week's episode and we talked about the, the difference between unhealthy and healthy seeking of validation outside of ourselves, 
part of the humility in it is rec- is the recognition that you're not alone. You know, it's okay to ask for help and support. It's very different coming from that from I need, you know, I need support intrinsically uh, to shore up my personality versus within my stable personality. I recognize at times it's good to ask for help. You know, with both sort of the willingness to sort of genuinely self-validate in the way we're talking about today and also be okay with at times asking for validation outside of yourself, you know, you have two legs, not one, you know, you can, and you can lean into either, you know, in the more hostile or sort of unknown environment, um, you know, you can lean into self-validation or in a cozy, intimate setting, you know, at home on the sofa with your beloved, you know, there may be times when it's really scrummy to kind of lean in and receive from the other that validation of, of who you are. And of course, it both, you know, that goes both ways, which we'll get into in next episode where we're talking about giving validation. And also, you know, it's it's that sort of dynamic, fluid nature of validation. You know, uh, I remember I talked about approval is sort of kind of static, uh, whereas this kind of validation is is got a dynamic, fluid, energetic way. You know, you become way more fluid and dynamic when you are self-validating and also allowing yourself to. Um, open at times when it's really healthy to get validation from outside as distinct from you know being self or authoritarian you know which is likely someone else's playbook of authority anyway so that's the approval side of things where you're seeking approval or or you know which is again if you listen to last week it's sort of dependent upon circumstances meeting a certain criteria again self-validation and validation across the board has nothing to do with that <laughs> It literally is. This is what is. And I'm cool. It's good. You know, this is what's here. My my frailties and my strengths all wonderfully there. So how do you go about what sort of practices can you have um, to sort of to, to really get you into the vibe of genuine, authentic self-validation? Well, I'm going to give you four really good ones after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by MPA Mastery. Yep, that's our very own MPA Certified Practitioner Program, where you get to up-level your one-to-one work and set yourself apart from other coaches, therapists, and facilitators as you learn MPA's unique, agendaless way, which means your client sessions become effortless and resistance-free. No more draining struggles and way more energy after each session. Plus, you'll be able to add the power of MPA and over 30 MPA situation-specific frames alongside whatever modalities you already use. Take your practice to the next level. Visit www.thempaacademy.com slash mpamastery and get registered today. I'm deeply committed to helping you up-level the work you do with your clients. And here's what the graduate MPA Mastery participants say. Buckle up, baby, for some turbocharged personal development. This is by far my most favorite program ever. And believe me, I've had so many programs. It's a holding your hand all the way through, teaching, using his experience, which is amazing. I've never I've never had case studies done that well in, in my other courses. Like, I feel that it's a real learning experience. And he wants us to up-level. That's one of his things. And yeah, up-leveling right from the beginning. And... <laughs> From 
the first five minutes. But it's really great because I'm feeling that difference in working with other people in how I am as I am working with those people and to make it more easy. And I could see the result. I could see the effect of that in my work with clients immediately and it just get better as we go further through the program. I've learned how much of an agenda I did have when I thought I was pretty agendaless. Um, so the agendalessness of, of becoming a practitioner opens up a, a vastness in my own practice that I just didn't realise um, was available to me. It's the first time when somebody takes, takes my hand and takes me by my hand and takes me through um, real intricacies and nuances of what it is to be a practitioner, to be a therapist. Even though it's online and I have been on other online things and you're drained at the end in front of a computer, this is the one where I don't feel drained. Like, because we laugh so much, it's so much fun. And the way it's taught, I don't feel drained at the end of eight hours on a computer, even though that's a lot of time. It's deep and powerful and profound. The promise that Joel's making about how agendalessness will improve your effectiveness as a facilitator and as a therapist, that is not an empty promise. I'd love you to join us. So go to www.thenpaacademy.com slash MPA Mastery and get registered today. So for self-validation practices. Now these are practices that will, um, I'm a fan of practice. It's like when I started learning the guitar when I was eight, I was required to practice to get better at it. All the skills that I've learned, I've got better and better the more I practice. And there are different skills and drills that you can do with whatever you're learning that will support the overall effectiveness of what you're looking to do. So number one, and one of my favorite ways to do this, is journaling. Now, I hope you already journal. Journaling is fantastic. If you don't know what I mean by journaling, it's like, you can, I do it on my computer, I open a document, my journal document, and I just start typing out. Um, in the old days, and many people still love doing it in a book, like a diary, just open it up and it's just, you just write, you write stuff down. You're self-reporting on your feelings, your experiences, all that stuff. Now, you might do that already. Now, the self-validation part of the practice is why is that okay? So ask yourself, why is it okay? So you report, say, a bunch of feelings. I'm feeling really down today. Um, these things happen. And there may be a part of you that from habit comes in to judge that. Oh, I should feel better, this, that, and the other. Then you can sort of slip in the question, well, why is it okay that I feel down today? And let the answers flow. Um, and remember, you've got to check against the authenticity scale. You're not going, because I'm, I'm the best and it's fine. And uh, it, it's like there's a different energy to, no, it, it's okay because you know what? We all feel down sometimes and it's understandable. Again, get into the empathy uh, perspective of, you know, why might I feel this way? Well, it's not surprising. I'm telling myself these stories. <laughs> no wonder I'm feeling down. There's that empathy thing. So adding in, if you journal already, just add in the question, why is that okay? If this thing that comes up that you would normally judge to, to shift it into self-validation, why is that okay? You know, and, and find the reason and make it an authentic one. 
So number two is to use historical empathy. This is a good practice. It's a very healing thing to do is to think about some old memories. Um, old memories that maybe you're, you've been judgmental of or, or there's pain there's pain still around it there's some kind of judgment that's happening. And what you can do there, you can do this in the context of journaling again. Um, but again, it, it's the act of practicing empathizing with that younger you that was experiencing whatever it was. Again, you can use that same question, you know, maybe the younger you was, was too scared to go through a doorway that you feel would have made a big difference in your life. So they were scared. You can go, you idiot, you are succumbing to all the blocks. <laughs> or you can go, why is it okay? Why is it okay that that happened? Because what you're doing there is you're practicing the art of being empathetic and just witnessing yourself. And even if you want to be a, a, even more neutral in this, you can use the sort of literally witness it. Just literally look at it with a neutrality. That's what happened. You can't change it. It is what it is. So you can practice the, the great practice of historical empathy. It's actually very a very practical thing to do. The more you can go back over those sticky memories and, and empathize and self-validate, validate your choices, I mean, one of the things I love to do is go back and, and look at really shitty choices I've made. <laughs> and there's a few of them in my life, I can tell you. And and just look at them and go, why is it okay that I made that choice? And I can usually find a reason. I mean, some of them, I know I would not be where I am today. I didn't get where I am today by not making stupid choices. <laughs> So that that kind of validates, you know, it's okay. I'm I'm cool with me doing that. It's it's just it is it was what it was. It's part of my humanity, part of discovering and exploring my humanity. So number two is historical empathy, using old memories and practicing the art of empathizing, witnessing, uh, and validating the stuff that happened in the past. Number three, I call dissociative empathy. So again, in our field, dissociation has its place and sometimes it's considered bad. I know there's certainly some some dogmas or ideals that, that say, oh, dissociation, you're just avoiding the emotion. <laughs> but there's really good uses of dissociation. So this is where you basically step outside of yourself and look at you. It's like you go into third person. So if you step outside of yourself, whatever's going on, so let's say there's a situation you find yourself beating yourself up, step outside of you and look back. Now practice that empathy. You know, be like, you know, the part that steps out of you and looks back. Be like your best mate. Be the kindest person you know looking back at you. And you can say, I see that you're feeling X and you're telling yourself Y. Well, then that makes sense. Again, validation, that makes sense. And when we, when we go into some of the language that I'll share with you, um, some of the ways of being um, of offering validation to others, uh, all of this comes into play very strongly if you're if you're practicing dissociative dissociative empathy. That's a mouthful, isn't it? And the last practice I want to offer you is radical self honesty. Simply practice being super honest with yourself about your feelings, because again, this is part of the humility. And this is where you may begin to notice where the pride and the delusions and the trying to protect certain identities comes up. But the thing is, 
Dishonesty with yourself breaks trust. What that does is it splits the personality. The more you practice radical self-honesty, and I'm a massive fan of radical self-honesty, the more you build trust with yourself, the more you'll inevitably be drawn into a space of self-acceptance and and self-validation. So again, the way you would do that, it's like just, it's really one of those things that's a commitment. There's, um, if you look at some of the shows I've done in the past about commitment, if you commit to radical self-honesty, there's a power to that. And then you start to be it. Now, here's the thing about, you know, that's kind of wonderful in the setting of talking about self-validation. It's okay if you commit to self-honesty and then you discover that you've been lying to yourself, right? Um, or even after you commit to self, you know, radical self-honesty, you then lie to yourself again. Part of self-validation, this is why this is such a good practice, part of self-validation validation is being okay with that because you're human, because you're embarking on a new direction, a different journey. So you're inevitably going to be falling down. And then the practice is, why is that okay? <laughs> Can I be okay with that? So I think if you take on a, even just one of these practices, you're going to be heading much more into the realm of self-validation. Now, the thing about practices, I want to say this in general, is it is practice over time. The more you do it, if, if you feel like having listened to this show and you think, yeah, I'm not very good at validating myself, then what would happen if you just said, I'm going to pick one, two, maybe even all four, you know, and just start giving it a go. Just commit to it. Do it over a time, maybe 30 days or something and see what happens. I think you'll find that the more you practice it, the better you get at it and, the, and eventually it will become automatic. And then you're going to be in a whole different space. It will clean up those splits in the personality. And we, we all have splits in the personality, different names people give to it. Uh, you could call it shadow work or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. All I mean is <laughs> the more you practice it, the better you get at it. The more everything starts to gel and work together. And there's a deep relaxation that happens kind of very, at the very core of you. That means you can begin to be at peace with who you are and at peace with who you express yourself as in the world in all of its yumminess and yuckiness. So that's it for this week. Uh, come back next week um, for part three. We're talking about giving validation to others. We're looking at relationships. Um, but of course, self-validation, as I said, is relationship with yourself. So it's all very relevant and applicable. Um, there'll be lots of practical tips and interesting stuff on the art of giving validation. I think once you get validation down, spreading out in the direction of other people is... Uh, in my experience, a truly wonderful thing. And you'll see transformations in those relationships in the way that you will if you practice self-validation from today going on. So thanks so much for listening. Um, do check out the MPA Mastery. That's www.thempaacademy.com slash MPA Mastery. Um, and as ever, if you're enjoying this series, uh, check out the rest of our shows and tell someone about it. Just you know, find a friend and say, hey, I just listened to this amazing podcast. Go and search Be a Brilliant Human with Joel Young on your favorite podcast platform or send them to the show notes for today, which, as you know, or the, just the website, www.beabrilliantHuman.com and it's slash 121 for today. 
um go ahead and do that and i'd be forever grateful otherwise i'll see you back for part three next week have a good one thanks so much for listening if you've enjoyed this show i'd love you to do me a solid and tell someone about it they can find us on spotify apple google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms plus if you visit the website www.babrillianhuman.com you can share the show notes to social media and make my day also make sure you hit that follow button and if you haven't yet downloaded the mpa process sheet head on over to joelyoungmpa.com and get your free copy today big love and see you next time